Welcome to Right, Just, and Inconvenient, a podcast where we talk about the Catholic faith and our walk towards holiness in today's cultural climate. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Amanda. And we are both Catholic wives and mothers trying to raise the next generation of good and decent Catholics in today's world. And even though we don't always get it right ourselves, we invite you to walk with us on this journey to holiness. So between the two of us, we have five children, and I've had three children (laughs) in four years, and you've had two children in three years? Three years. Three years. So um, we clearly are experts on natural family planning, which is what we're talking about today. (laughs) But um, yeah, natural family planning is the, I guess, the way that we, um, as Catholics, space, space children. children when we need to. Yeah. Um, and we aren't supposed to use it as, like, birth control. Like, you can't just space your children It can be used, no like, reason. flippantly. Yeah. yeah. But, um, because we do believe that life is a gift and we should be open to it at all times. And using natural family planning... It allows for that openness while still, like, learning your body well enough to know when you are more likely to get pregnant or not get pregnant. And you can also use natural family planning to achieve a pregnancy as well. Yep. So, it's pretty great. That's one of the major things that separates it from birth control is that, like, it can, you can literally, like, just by deciding day to day, like, flip it yeah, and become a method to conceive rather than, like, a method to um, avoid pregnancy. Yeah, like you could change your mind tomorrow and decide. And there'd be like no adjustment period. <laughs> you could also say, eh, it'll probably be fine. And it won't be fine. It uh, probably won't be fine. Or it will be <laughs> fine, but it won't be the kind of fine you were hoping for. And that's what happened to me. <laughs> eh, it was fine. I really like my children. <laughs> I mean, you turned out pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so they're, um, there's a lot of times where, like, natural family planning gets compared to, like, the rhythm method. It's not the rhythm method. It's not the rhythm method. It's it's not. <laughs> it, and there are different methods within natural family planning. So, like, for instance, Amanda and I are both um, trying to avoid pregnancy right now as we're both postpartum. Amanda more newly than I am. But um, we both actually use two different methods. Yep. I use the Creighton method of NFP, and Alex uses the Marquette method, um, which seems to be a more popular postpartum method from what I, just because I think it's, like, more straightforward. Because everyone told you to switch to it? Uh, (laughs) No, yeah. I posted on Facebook in one of, like, my Facebook groups for NFP asking about, like, getting back in the habit, because so far um, I have not successfully gotten back in the habit, and I need to, and... um, because for Creighton, Creighton's based off of, like, mucus observations, cervical mucus. Um, and you have to diligently do those or you won't know what's going on with your fertility. And um, I have not gotten around to the diligently part. <laughs> and so I currently have a plethora of post-its all around my bathroom reminding me to check 
which was a suggestion by someone on the Facebook group, but basically everyone else was like, my advice to you is just to switch to Marquette because it's great. Yeah, Marquette is what I use, and I specifically use it because it's more objective. Yeah, because you previously used the a Billings method yeah, briefly. Yeah, and I used it so loosely, like, but, um, yeah, like, so Billings and um, Creighton both use mucus, like, cervical mucus, and, like, Billings uses, like, sensation as yeah. well, but both of those are pretty subjective, like, you gotta kind of learn your body even more than than with Marquette, where you still learn your body, but more of, like, there is a monitor, like, I have, like, a, it's like a fertility monitor, and I pee on a stick, and I, I'm not on a stick, but there. In a cup, and then yeah. you dip the stick. Right. And then I put it in the monitor, the monitor tells me, like, low, high, or peak. And there are rules, like, based around that. It's not just, like, all low days or go days. But um, but if you're interested in, like, actually how these methods work or you're interested in NFP, you should find, find an, an instructor. instructor. Yeah. <laughs> find an instructor. That Do not, not wing it. Don't wing it. That's what I kind of did with Billings. and Especially if you're postpartum. And you you were trying to learn Billings postpartum, weren't yeah, you? Like, I've you were in the learning phase. I have only done NFP postpartum. Like, if I were to give advice to someone who is, like, engaged, not pregnant yet, like, I'd say, like, learn NFP, whichever method you want, before you get pregnant. Yeah. So that, like, when you come off, like, when you are postpartum, you kind of, like, kind of have the hang of it. Definitely. I think part of, like, what has made me feel confident using Creighton was the fact that, like, we learned it during our marriage prep. Like, I got to practice, like, while we were engaged, like, charting and figuring out what observations were what and asking questions when I needed to. And also, like, after we were married, like, I got to use it for a couple months before we decided to try to conceive um, where I just got to use it without the confusion of postpartum cycles, which can be just super weird, which is another benefit of NFP is that, like, Literally any woman can use it. Like, there's no limitations as far as, like, oh, I have irregular cycles or it'll work with anyone. Yeah. Um, There are just, like, some people just have different rules than others. Some methods work better for some groups of women than others. Yeah. And also, like, I feel like if your body is, like, if you are having weird cycles, like, or, like, something like that, like, a lot of times your body's kind of telling you something. Yeah. And say you were taking, like, a hormonal birth control or any kind of birth control, and, like, you didn't even have cycles, or you had a cycle every three months. Like, your body isn't able to kind of tell you what you need to know, like, that could maybe fix some of your issues. Maybe it's an infertility issue that you don't even know about, or maybe it's some sort of pain issue that you could, like, fix with, like, more natural methods, or even... um, it's kind of crazy to me. Like, our culture, I think, sometimes treats... They treat our fertility as, like, a disease to be right. medicated or suppressed. In reality, like, a women, a woman's ability to conceive and carry a child is a wonderful indicator of overall health. Yeah. So when something is funky with your chart or funky with your ability to conceive, like, overall, like, sometimes it's an indicator that there's something bigger going on. And, like, a lot of... Um, a lot of practitioners 
well, not a lot, actually. I mean, as percentage of overall doctors, a very small amount. But there are practitioners in the country that work with these methods and, like, know how to do workups based around them where they can kind of look at your overall health yeah. based on what you're seeing with your charts. Yeah, I find it, like, fascinating and a, a little bit scary that, like, um, fertility is looked at as a disease. Like, in a sense that, like, it's one of the few things that, like, we give medication for to, like, stop something healthy working the way that it's supposed yeah. to be working. Like, we're breaking what's working yeah, actually Yeah, like, my fertility is well. great. Let's stop it. Like, you wouldn't say that about anything else. Like, yeah. you would be like, my heart is bump pumping so perfectly. Let's stop it. Let's induce a murmur, Yeah, we? like, <laughs> let's make it work less perfectly. Um, it just doesn't add up. But, so even if you weren't, like, Catholic and you don't have to follow these rules, um, or... If there's not, like, a moral reason if for you to... Else, like... There are good health reasons, a lot too. Of, a lot of people, like, people who aren't religious at all have been switching to like different temperature methods I know like yeah that they'll take their like basal body temperature um and another method of NFP is um the Boston cross check you have it on here is Boston cream pie and I almost said it <laughs> uh and then the um the stem the sympocervix method both of those use um, well, I know Boston Crosscheck uses, like, all different types of stuff. I think that they might, and I don't know for sure, don't take me at my word. There wasn't a ton of information, if I can remember correctly. Yeah, it was, I feel like, the most secretive of the different methods of NFP. Like, even their website is, like, super loose as far as the details go. It's yeah. more so, like, contact an instructor and we'll explain to you. And it may be we that... We will not reveal our secrets. I think... Don't try this on your own. I want to say that I've read that they kind of, like, pick, based on you personally, like, which fertile signs like are the best combination for you to monitor and my guess is is that like the process and the stats surrounding that change based on like which combination of signs you're looking at I know that um I follow someone who teaches Boston Crosscheck on Instagram and she advocates and I I also agree with this but she advocates for like young girls to like or like adolescents like teenagers to learn their cycles, like, as they're growing up, to, like, learn their body and, like, not do anything with it. And, like, there are different, like, ways to do it without it being, like, a birth control for a teenager. Yeah. It's not supposed to be that anyway. But, um, so that, like, they kind of don't, like, they kind of know what they're doing yeah. when it comes time. Or at least they, they don't have to, like, chart, but they kind of, like, know. Yeah, they're, like, more familiar with their body's yeah. natural pattern. Right. And, um... My church did something similar. Like, they did, like, a, I think it was, like, a weekend seminar type thing. It was, like, they had, like, a couple of NFP instructors come and, like, talk to. The invitation was for, like, mothers and, like, any of their, like, young adult children. Like, if any of their, like, girls going through puberty or approaching that where they yeah. might, like, want to know what's going on with their period, like, and do kind of a whole session on it. I think it's really great. I mean, I grew up... Um, really truly thinking that birth control was was cool no me too not like cool but like <laughs> like okay because like um i saw it all around me and it was never told to me that there was an issue with it yeah i mean i think that there's also like a lot of 
wrong advice that's given even within the church. Oh, for like, sure. I know my grandparents and my parents were both just kind of, like, told, no, oh, let your conscience be your guide. And that was pretty much all they gave them was, like, so the assumption was that birth control was perfectly acceptable. Yeah, but um, the per- the reason that, like, Catholics are against birth control, like, ultimately, is because we, and, and if you go back and listen to our talk on the theology of the body. Um, what do we call that episode? Hot sex or something? Catholics do it better? I think it's Catholics do it better. Yeah. If it's not, that was the title that was discussed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> super, super great. <laughs> but it's about theology of the body. It's not about hot sex. But, um, I mean, it's a little bit about hot sex. <laughs> it's a little bit. But anyway, so um, sex to be like what it is, what it was intended to be is supposed to be both unitive so like like loving between two people who love each other and I feel like we find that a lot in society without this other part which is supposed to be procreative yeah which means open to life so like like you have to have both and I mean the procreation aspect is also kind of like a it goes in tandem with the unity in the sense that, like, it's a gift of full self, like, of total self. So, yeah, like, I'm that includes you all of me, including, including your fertility. Yeah, including my fertility. And sometimes that's kind of hard. Like, I mean, I always thought that when I got married, like, it would be easy, like, to not deal with sexual sin at all. And, like, it's hard because sometimes I'm not willing to give my fertility. Like, sometimes I'm too scared to get pregnant again, like, after having been pregnant now three times that like I want the unitive part I really do yeah. like I don't just want like the pleasure like yeah of course I want that too but like but I do I want the unitive part like sometimes I miss my husband and I want him but like I'm not willing to give I'm not willing to be open to life and that's the part where like we have to wait and we have to like be ready and sometimes it's not prudent to have a kid like if you can't afford it or if you have serious health issues and, like, more prone to, like, like, having miscarriages or, or maybe you, like, really, like, might die if you get pregnant. Like, this would be the time to be very strict about your methods. And that's hard. Yeah. Because, like, really hard. Like, Amanda and I are both in relatively good health and, like, we are, well, I am right now being pretty strict about my method, but, like, (laughs) but if I were to tomorrow be, like, it'll probably be fine like it wouldn't kill me but sometimes like it really is a health issue and you need like to be really strict and if you are the chances are about as good as like hormonal birth control like the numbers are there for each of these methods and they're like in the high 90 percentiles for all of it even like when not with perfect use like perfect use is generally what 98 99 percent effective yeah right for pick any method you want um but even without perfect use, like what they they have a name for it, I can't remember what a typical use I think is still usually like what ninety percent and above, maybe high eighties. Yeah, the so Cretan's perfect use is ninety eight point seven to ninety nine point five percent, and a typical use is in between eighty three and ninety seven percent. Yeah, and then um, Marquette is. 98.4% effective 
and 98% effective in typical use. And then Billings is has a 1.2% failure rate and it's set for perfect use and 10.5% for typical use. And yeah, Boston Crafter didn't have a bunch of yeah, there's stats. But the simple thermal really method was 99.4 if used perfectly to 99.6. And then with typical use is 98 to 99%. So that was a good one. Yeah. So, I mean, when used typically or, I mean, perfectly, like you're looking at rates that are just as good at birth control, if not better. Yeah. Um, and if you're like me and you, like, struggle to use things perfectly. Um, you would have to, like, I mean, I would try out methods before being, like, casual about it if it's, like, serious for you, but, yeah. like, like, things like Marquette or, the, I guess, the Sympotherma, it seems like that might be a more objective one, because it's about your temperature. Yeah. So you're reading numbers and not examining, like, mucus, but, um, but then there's, there's benefits to things like Billings or Cretan, and one of them mainly being like financial like I know that like like the monitor for Marquette has like it's pricey and yeah. then you have to keep buying the test sticks so that's kind of pricey too Creighton um one thing I know that I think you can work with instructors or like look for instructors I don't think that cost is ever really a barrier to it like you can usually find someone who will work out a payment plan or like um there are some instructors that will even work with you for free um but I know one advantage to Creighton is that it also offers the option of meeting with those practitioners that are trained, like the doctors that That's are trained true. to That's true. help you with fertility issues or general gynecological health issues. Yeah. Um, our instructor works with an office and like a NAPRO f- trained physician, which NAPRO is like the name for the NAPRO technology, um, like the tool, the healthcare tools that they use to treat fertility issues that work in cooperation with like the woman's reproductive system rather than they just, it keeps the respect there for life and like the future yeah. of her reproductive health. Um, so obviously those offices don't provide services like IVF or IUI. Yeah, that would take out the whole unit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I spent a long time, like, promoting, like, these methods to people, like, that weren't Catholic or, like, friends of mine that I just thought, like, oh, like, I've heard them complain before about, like, the effects of, that they have from birth control or just, like, you know, not picking a birth control method in general. Like, I will share with them how great this is. And they are great. But, like, that doesn't mean that they don't come with challenges. Yeah. And so, because especially at first, like, I think even me, like, who had every desire to pursue them, like, looked at it, like, a little bit with, like, rose-colored glasses and then actually once I got like in practice of it like there are some tough moments and I mean sometimes tough months like where it's just difficult especially postpartum when you're figuring things back out again yeah for sure because it's not like like it's you can have sex all the time like whenever you want and even more so if you're trying to avoid like the time where you probably want it the most is the time where you really have to avoid it the most. Yep. Like, that's how our bodies work. Our bodies work to where, like, when we are peaking, like, ovulating. And you're so painfully aware of it, too. Yeah, like, your body's just like, make baby, make baby, go, go, go. But, like... I never know. Did you ever, like, notice, like, that, like, rhythmic... 
I guess, like, desire for sex before you started practicing NFP? No. Because, like, I never noticed it before. No. And then, like, once I started trying, I was like, well, this is drastically inconvenient. Yeah, no, like, it's wild. Like, I mean, I'm relatively, like, I kind of want to do it all the time. But, like, (laughs) (laughs) but, but it's just, I know it's really hard because, like, and, and especially for women who struggle for the, like, wanting to have sex like regularly like probably their most like the most time that they want to have sex like is during their ovulation or around it and then right afterwards it's like meh yeah but that's when you can do like for so I mean for me the rule is to like wait like four days I guess technically after peak yeah that's the same for yeah so so that there's like no chance but, and, and after peak is actually the safest time to, like, have sex if you're trying to avoid. Yeah, those that are, like, trying to, like, super conservatively do it, just use, like, the, the third, three, the... Phase three. Phase three. Yeah, like, which is after peak, after your ovulation. And, um, yeah, like, a lot of people, like, lose their libido then, like, it's just, like, meh. And that kind of sucks. So, like, there are challenges to it. I'm not saying that there aren't. But I feel like the goal here right is to do god's will yeah like the goal here is to ultimately be in full communion with with him and that's why he gave us this gift of sex this gift of each other like this gift of fertility too and if you aren't like like if there's no reason not to have another kid like go for it go for it yeah Honestly, I do have, like, I don't intend to stop here, like, with children, and I, like, hope that... Well, I mean, no, Alex, you've got to try for a boy, dude. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. But, like, I would really like to one day, like, like, just, like, try. <laughs> you guess. would like to get the chance to try to conceive? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, and I feel bad saying this, because I know so many people struggle, like, to conceive, and, like... Yeah, her intention here is not to be insensitive to that. No, it's definitely not. Like, I, I truly do. Like, I I hate that I get, to, like, I've gotten upset about getting pregnant before because, like, it's hard. Like, being pregnant is hard. But, like, I also realize how blessed I am with having, like... The physical ability. Yeah, like, like you said, like, fertility is a sign of overall health. And clearly I'm healthy and I, I do appreciate that. I feel like sometimes I, like, lose perspective. Like, heavenly perspective is so important, and, like, I don't always have that. But, like, yeah, like, I do want to, like, one day be able to just, like, like, try and be, like, excited <laughs> about, like, getting pregnant and not surprised or, like, huh. Yeah, we got to, we got to, like, have that, like, fun, like, excitement for, like, two months. Like, I think after we were married, that was yeah. pretty much it. Like, because the first cycle that we actually tried to conceive, like, we got pregnant, we miscarried, and then the very, like, before I had another period, like, we conceived again. Yeah. And that's my firstborn, like, and then after that, we were, like, trying to avoid, and then I got super complacent. I'm not going to pin this on Fred, because it's not his fault at all. <laughs> it took me a long time, I feel like, to, like, fully own up and, like, admit oh, to yeah, him that, like... for the longest, I was like, NFP failed. <laughs> I was like, I may or may not have been checking quite as diligently as I should. <laughs> Um, 
which is which is why I can't really. But even you know, I'm gonna point out though, Alex. Like based on my chart, even <laughs> with the not great checking, like still it was like it was like a I don't know like eight or nine day like pre peak. Mine was baby. several days pre peak. Like, I was like, like that's a good amount of time pre peak. More than the three days. Like the likelihood was absolutely obscene. But that's little William, and we're glad he's here. That's why you have to follow the rules. You have to follow the rules. Like, if you're trying to avoid, like, because if you don't, like, like you're you can't call it a method failure. Yeah. You just have to say you didn't. But, I mean, there's and that was the challenges yep. in itself is that you have to have self-control sometimes. And sometimes you don't. And then, you know what? You get a beautiful blessing with chubby cheeks, and there it is right there. You heard it. <laughs> that's the one thing that, like, really stuck out to me from our, like, initial session where, because it was part of our marriage prep when they, like, had a Creighton instructor who's still our instructor, like, come and, like, do a basically informational class on it. And she was, like, there's no, like, trying to whatever, really. Like, you're either trying to avoid pregnancy or the second you're, like, oh, this will probably be fine or I didn't do all my checks, like, you are now trying to conceive. Like, you have officially switched the method. Yeah. If you're truly trying to avoid at that point, you just abstain for that day. And, like, if you're not sure three additional days because you have to pretend like it was your peak yeah and then move on and i am awful at that yeah because i never want to give up the whole i'm like that's four days like i don't want to give up the whole four days like i'm sure it was probably fine and now we have william yep yeah like and i feel like that's why it's not like birth control because at any point you can be like eh. (laughs) well and also like it wasn't like eh i'll probably be fine for me with Amelia it was actually it was that but it was also I had just seen a newborn and I was like ah newborns are amazing it wouldn't be the worst <laughs> like that was that was also part of it and then like right afterwards even I was like I mean if we do get pregnant it'll be amazing and the next day you were like panic 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 because ah. panic. I remember like it's not the babies that I struggle with it's the physical it's the actual pregnancy yeah being pregnant so like I was like oh no vomit (laughs) (laughs) yeah but um another thing that's really great about practicing rfp is that like your husbands can like be involved like it's not just on you to take a pill every day like this morning i don't even i like i tested and then i put my monitor somewhere and then like andrew told me what it said like Mm -hmm. he like heard it go off and like checked it for me and like this is another part that I don't have down yet is that, like, I need to get Fred to do, like, the actual writing down, like, on the chart right now. he needs to be in charge of charting. Yeah. Like, that needs to be his job right now. And, um, because, like, the chart itself is, like, on our TV stand right now, which sounds weird, but, like, that's our TV stand. It's our TV stand that's in our bedroom, so, like, it makes more sense. But, um, because, honestly, first of all, I obviously need the accountability. And second of all, because it's good to have him involved and actually know what's going on that when he asked me, well, what was today? And I hesitate. He can go, did you actually do what you were supposed to do? Because that's an important question. <laughs> right. But also, like, I've read, like, in some of the groups that I'm in, like, where husbands will be, like, I guess, like, grossed out. by Like, especially, like, I feel like the cervical mucus methods or be, yeah. like, like, grossed out by it or not want to know. And I'm like, if you're still grossed out. Especially after watching your wife I'm about to, Especially birth. if y'all have already had a child. You, like, what happened in the delivery room? Like, what did you, did you, were you asleep? 
Wait, Do you fall on the floor? Is it? Is it Did someone gouge out your eyes? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, good grief. Like, if you've given birth, you know that, like... That means that you There's watch. no dignity. There's no pride. Yeah, like, I don't care if it was a vaginal delivery or not. Like, if you had a C-section. Like, either you've seen your wife disassembled, put on a table, and, like, reassembled at the end. Or, like, I mean, I feel like vaginal birth, you're also kind of disassembled, if we're being honest. It's and, like, I mean, you probably pooped. Like, so there's just, there's a lot. They, like, flip you over in every way. Like, yeah. Especially if you get an epidural and you can't move. You know, yeah. <laughs> just, like, moving you around. So at that point, like, you just need to have a talk with your husband and be like, look, you've seen a lot of grosser things than this. Like, it's time to write down. Man up. Yeah, man up. Let's write it down on the chart. Stretchy. It is fun. I mean, like, I don't know much about the cervical mucus stuff. I have, like, explored it. But, but I <laughs> explored it. <laughs> you know, when you called it. me in mild doubt of what you're doing, going... Does your method also back up what I think yeah, is yeah. going on? I'm gonna cross check my method. Oh, the Boston you're Boston cross checking <laughs> with me on the phone. all the methods at one time. Don't actually do that. Like, <laughs> get an instructor. That get is... an instructor. Pick one method <laughs> with one set of. Trust me, one set of rules is more is difficult enough to learn. You don't need several sets. Uh, but the main pro is that it's in line with with the Catholic Church's teaching and. Ooh, let's talk about why, I think we already talked about this to an extent, but, like, why it's not birth control is also that, like, it works with your body and not against your body. Like, birth control is, like, deliberately stopping what is going on. And even though, like, you're technically, like, when we say most conservatively you'd have sex, like, phase three, like, after you've ovulated, so there's a quote-unquote, like, zero chance of pregnancy. Yeah. First of all, if God wills it, technically there's a chance. Second of all, oh yeah, um, pregnant on birth control, right? And second of all, like that's zero percent chance, like at that point, or like close to zero percent chance, because your body already did what it was naturally supposed to do. Like it's it's not because you're like putting some sort of barrier in the way, like your condom, or like taking a pill to suppress hormones or increase your hormones or whatever. There's a reason that God only allows us to get pregnant. So many times, like yeah, God so doesn't want us just to up. be like perpetually pregnant our entire childbearing years, most likely. Like Maybe. I mean, depending on who you are, but like God also wants your body to like have a break for a second because pregnancy's a lot. That's why for a lot of women, not me, but a lot of women, <laughs> breastfeeding suppresses fertility. Like, and like a lot of women don't even get a cycle back until. That's like, wild some to people, me. A whole entire year. Or I wonder what that's like For because me, that would be like super convenient. Months. Maybe. Yeah, I make it to about three months. Yeah. Well, I say I make it. Like this is only my second child, so I'll we'll see what happens this time. Know. With Charlotte, it was like literally like three months. Um, it was. It's been around three months for me. I got pregnant around three months with um, Cecilia, and then yeah, with Amelia, it was around three months. Or not Amelia, but with but postpartum with Cecilia, my second child. My second postpartum. I loved child. finding out you were pregnant with Cecilia. Not because, like, I hated you as a person or wanted you to be suffering and be miserable pregnant. But, like, just, like, I was also pregnant at the time with oh, yeah, Charlotte. Yeah. And I hadn't told her. And I, I had been complaining. I had been complaining, like, every day. Because I knew that you knew about all the vomit. And so, like, it felt so good just to be like, this is terrible. But I want to stick. But this is terrible. Like I hadn't told anyone that I got pregnant. Yeah, because I was so, like, in shock about it. Like, I, I don't know why I thought that everything would just go perfectly and I would, like, 
space my kids out exactly how I wanted and hmm? do everything the exact perfect way, but that is not, that. I mean, it has worked out really perfectly because, as you know, Cecilia is awesome. Awesome. And Charlotte's best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Our kids are best friends now, so it worked out. But I swear I was on the phone with a patient and, like, I looked at my phone and I can't remember, like, what I said. I was probably complaining and you were just like, well at least, you know, I don't I think you said something, or at least they'll be close in eight, or just something, you said something that implied it, and I was like, I read that wrong, like, I was, like, I don't know what this patient was saying to me, but I was like, I read that, no, I read it again, like, that is what that says, like, uh, funnier story, and then we could probably sign off, but, um, when I told, okay, I didn't have to even tell Amanda that I was pregnant with Amelia, my third child, my, my youngest, because I was keeping her updated with, like, my NFP journey. And, like, right now, if I got pregnant, she'd probably know because, like, I also keep her kind of That's updated. That's true. So, um, I had told her that I had, like, like, not followed the rules one night or something. She Didn't you? I had a dream that night. She had a dream that I got pregnant. And then you told me that you didn't, because you were like, why would you say that? I literally, like, didn't follow the rules last night. Right. <laughs> And then, or like, like, it's probably fine. A couple weeks later, like, when I was, like, when we both knew that I was able to test, I did. And I really didn't want anyone to know. Like, I just wanted a minute for it just to be me and Andrew. But that couldn't work out because Amanda knew that this was the time where I could find out. So she, like, texted me. <laughs> and I didn't answer. And that was, like, No answers knew. and answer, Alex. She mm-hmm. knew. So that, but I wasn't going to lie to you. What did you want me to do? Just. You might as well, because then we could have just, like, got on with discussing, you know, other things of the day. That's just fine. What? Lying. I didn't say a lie. Oh, you might as well just no. tell you. Yeah, because no answer was still an answer, and then we just weren't talking to each other all day, because you couldn't just keep on casual conversation without deliberately yeah, answering the question. I wasn't trying to talk to you. I just needed just, uh, space. I needed space. I have no boundaries with my friends. It's my problem. <laughs> you and your stupid space. <laughs> But anyway, eventually, like, well, she, like, messaged me and was just, like, I know that, like, because she knew at this point because I hadn't told her. But she was just, like, listen, I know that, like, you're probably struggling. Like, I'm praying for you. Like, congratulations, because that's the appropriate thing to say to someone who's having a baby. (laughs) Like, congratulations, but also, like, I know that you're freaking out. Like, just let me know when you're ready, which is a great way to do it because, like, I needed the space. I need space. You might hear my child crying right now. But anyway, um, ultimately, I think NFP is a, it's a blessing. Like, it's a gift that, like, we are able to know our bodies. And as God continues to reveal himself through, like, science and through, like, different means of, like, just learning about your fertility and your cycles and all of that. Like, yeah. Like, we are given a gift of not, uh, that we could abuse, but if you don't, like you can use for really good things like like health reasons and you know all the things we listed before but also just knowing your body like knowing like yeah and that's part of the reason it's not like birth control too is because like it's just working the way it's supposed to and when you can't have sex you have this opportunity to like cultivate some intimacy like with your husband that isn't necessarily sex like which takes practice I feel like but (laughs) It does, but also just, like, it's kind of nice. Yeah. Like, it's also hard. But, like, 
like sometimes like you don't realize like I feel like in marriage a lot especially like when I've been pregnant like and we can have sex whenever we want yeah like you don't realize how much like you want each other and like you get complacent about that because you just can have each other whenever you want but like a lot of times when you're trying to avoid pregnancy and you can't like it's kind of nice to do that like wow I still want to have sex with that person and and, like (laughs) like you realize how much they, they want you and like that's nice like it is who doesn't want to be wanted very true I don't know how to segue to the end of that, but I feel like now's a good time. No, I felt like I had, like, a thing on my mind, and I can't remember for the life of me what it actually was, and I think it's gone forever. I don't think it's something I can get back. Uh, Well, we do have some resources listed here. Oh, fun fact, as I, I don't know how long we've been doing this, but, um, fun fact, we have tried to film this before, film this, record. Yeah. We've tried to record this before, and... The first one was when we had just started doing this podcast, and we, like, totally failed. Like, the sound quality was terrible. It was just, like, really bad, and we had to delete it. And then we tried again. Yeah, but then everything in the episode was basically a lie because I had just gotten pregnant. Oh, yeah, we were... It wasn't so much a lie. It was just that we were so freaked out about her getting pregnant. We thought it was a method failure, and then Amanda realized she was lying to herself. I just didn't want to be terrible at checking, but I'm just terrible at checking. I didn't want it to be my fault. I hadn't really admitted Fred yet that it, like, was my fault. You have to be fully honest with your with your husband. And you, yourself. And yourself. And yourself. <laughs> but um, next steps, like, if you were interested in doing this or if you were interested in teaching, like, your, like, adult, not adult, young adult daughters, whatever, um... The next steps would be, like, there's a book called Taking Charge of Your Fertility. It talks a lot about um, just, like, the natural way that your body works and and kind of the rules, like, in a standard way. It's not, like, a specific method. And then, yeah, there are Facebook groups for every method. Those are great. Don't use them as instructors. Like, do not. Yeah, don't. They don't. don't take the place of instructors, but they're a great place to, like, bond with people and like have people understand each other yeah you know like any Facebook group would be and then the USCCB the um United States Conference of Catholic Bishops their website has um different resources like method websites and um we can share some of this like on our Instagram totally and yeah the last thing is that you can check with your insurance to see like what kind of things that they cover when it comes yeah. to like this kind of thing. So if you're interested, um, we'll post on Instagram this week and you can ask us whatever questions you want. And if we don't know the answer, we'll find someone who does. <laughs> but for now, we will be praying for you. Keep praying for us. Yeah. Keep being peace.